spooky music. I hear it a little bit. Welcome to Hometown Daily News Show. I am Mayor Watt. That is hometown.com and hometown.com powers the Hometown Daily News Show. What is the news all about? Well, it's the last 24 hours of news and I go through uh, a sample of it. There's a whole bunch more over at hometown.com. You can peruse, sign up, become a citizen, make comments, come and hang out with me here. Um, and uh, now you can actually, when you're not here, if you want to hang out somewhere, although there's a whole bunch of people that I would recommend like uh, Bald Zebra and Captain Richard and Dan's Gaming, and if you're into the political scene, then TYT. Um, a whole bunch of people out there. I've got one that I just spun up, which is basically um, music and my uh, sand table. <laughs> I have a little sand table. You can go over to Waffleton's Adventure. Well, it's actually just Waffleton Adventure Company here on Twitch. It is actually at... Let me just do this. It's a long name, but there's history behind it. And really, it's just my sand table running 24 hours a day and some music. So you can watch it and be chill. And uh, whenever you get an alert that says, hey, go watch this person, you can run off and watch that person and then come on back to uh, the sand table. Because there is, uh, there's more to come from Waffleton Adventure Company. Uh, not really on Twitch, but on another site. Um, but let's get into today's news. Uh, the very first article is Ford's EVs, Blue Cruise, combined to... Um, make better road trips. Currently available only for certain trims of Ford's first two battery electric ba uh, vehicles, the Mu Mustang Mach-E and the F-150 Lightning, Blue Cruise enables hands-free driving on over 130,000 miles of divided highway in the U.S. It's essentially Ford's Copilot 360 driver assistance system paired with a set of cameras inside the car that monitor the driver's eyes to make sure they're looking at the road. Uh, you had me at the first part, but I really am not all that keen on something tracking me in my own car. Um, but that's okay. Uh, I won't be getting either a Mach-E. I don't like the design um, or the uh, Lightning because I don't want an electric truck unless I know, well, the Lightning is just too big. <laughs> Um, and I have no use for a truck that size, but that's just me. I am still into the tech. And uh, this article is over at Ars Technica by Eric. Uh, I think their last name is Bangaman, uh, but please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, let's see, they say uh, the biggest chunk of the 215 mile route between suburban Chicago and Iowa City is Interstate 88 which is arguably one of the least interesting stretches of the internet hi or interstate highway. Um, along with I-294 and I-80, it was mapped by Ford and then covered by Blue Cruise. The prospect of over 850 miles of boring back and forth driving suddenly seemed less on onerous. Well, the problem is that you have to watch the road. 
Um, here it says the frustrations of a masked driver because the, they were talking about COVID earlier in the article. Um, yeah, I don't know. This. Sorry, that I don't. I can't get over the Maki. I don't really like the design of the Maki, yet it has the Mustang name. I don't know. Um, for roughly 170 miles between getting on the tollway and stopping at Iowa 80 uh, to get enough juice to make it back to the charger, there wasn't a whole lot to do. So yeah, it had to keep on stopping, you know, every 215 miles, I guess, which necessitated another 40 minute or so charging stop. Well, when you lose track of time, let's just say it's too much for Marowat. I do not want to have to spend hours charging and recharging every 215 miles um, and my understanding is batteries drain <laughs> like water down a sink when you're actually towing something uh, which the same thing happens with gas except that it takes five minutes to gas a car up so um, let's move on to the next article. This was really about Blue Cruise um, mapping 130,000 miles, but there, it's wrapped around a whole big anecdotal story about traveling to someone's college. Um, I'll move on to the next article. Oh, and lest I forget, we are still doing the voting. Um, if you are oh so motivated, you can do exclamation point showbot. And that will tell you that you can go to hometown.showbot.tv, hometown.showbot.tv, and um, vote on articles that you think are interesting. And I will I keep that in mind when I'm selecting more articles. Uh, the vote will be up for 24 hours. Um, I haven't got much engagement, but again, you know, uh, six o'clock, maybe other people are doing other things. If you're in my chat, wonderful. If you watch the VOD later, wonderful. Um, but I'll keep on rolling through the news. Um, exclamation point S will allow you to submit an article as well. Uh, this next article is rare Johnny Walker bottles forgotten in an attic are valued at nearly $17,000. One Antiques Roadshow guest received quite a surprise after learning the value of some neglected booze. Three Johnny Walker bottles tucked away in an attic of her family home could fetch the value of some $17,000. I'm really curious. I haven't seen these. Um, I don't know if there's even pictures in here. Nicolette Baker over at VinePair.com is the author. It doesn't look like they have a picture of the bottles in mind here. One bottle originating from 1930 was valued at 1,127, much to the guest's delight, the others were estimated to carry a hefty price, $7,891 per bottle. Not bad. The spirits had been a gift to the grandfather from a nearby pub that was closing. He picked up these bottles for nothing and they've turned out to be something. It's amazing, the guest stated, according to Express. So there you go. Take your booze, stash it away. Wait till your uh, great-grandfather, if that's possible. I mean, I know it's possible, but not everybody makes it that far, right? So the next article is how to delete all your emails on Gmail at once to fully declutter your inbox. Do you need to do that spring cleaning? I know I do. I know other people do. Um, I've seen 
Gmail accounts with 200,000 or more <laughs> um, emails. So to delete all your emails, click the select all box and then select all conversations and use your search bar to find the emails from specific senders for a mass deletion. If you accidentally delete an email, you can recover it from the trash folder for 30 days. So really, if you do delete everything and suddenly you need something, remember to do it within 30 days. But if you don't need it, why keep it? That's actually kind of a motto of mine. I don't like clutter. I don't like holding on to things. I have a lot of clutter, but I actually am in the process of using all of this kind of stuff stashed around the office and the lab. Um, all kind of working on Ometown as mayor of Ometown. Well, Abigail Abasamus Damarest or Demarest, sorry, is their last name. So the highlights that they have basically are that. But what you want to do is step by step. They go through it one by one. Had to leap promotions on Gmail. Click on the promotions tab, select all. Select all conversations in promotions and delete. Do it. See how it feels. Don't freak out about it. Just do it. Let's move on to the next article. This next one is a gel-like implant destroys pancreatic cancer in mice. Um, I think that we are finally making some serious headway into trying to get rid of cancer. Um, one of the bigger issues is that it's extremely personal genetics. Um, it isn't just, hey, look, it's a cancer cell. Um, it's more so, hey, look, they have a cancer cell that is very personal to them and unique to them. So a new treatment completely eliminated pancreatic cancer in 80% of mice across several model types, including those considered the most difficult to treat in a new study. Let's go straight over to futurity.org. That's where this article was sourced from. And it says here, rather than delivering radiation from an external beam that travels through healthy tissue, the new transplant uh, implants, or sorry, the new treatment implants radioactive iodine-131 directly into the tumor with a gel-like depot that protects healthy issue, uh, tissue and is absorbed by the body after the radiation fades away. Um, let's see, the study is published in the journal Nature Biomedical Engineering. It might be in phys.org, but futurity.org uh, beat my aggregator, I suppose. Quote, we did a deep dive through over 1,100 treatments across preclinical models and never found results where the tumor shrank away and disappeared like ours did, said Jeff Schall, who conducted the research during his PhD in the laboratory at uh, Ashitosh uh, Kiltoki, I guess, a professor of biomedical engineering at Duke University. All right. When the rest of the literature is saying that we... Uh, saying what we are seeing doesn't happen, that's when we knew we had something extremely interesting. So I wonder what this gel looks like, and I'll probably have to end up doing a deeper dive into this. The ELP Depot encases the iodine-131 and prevents it from leaking out into the body. The 
iodine-131 emits beta radiation, which penetrates the biogel and deposits almost all of its energy into the tumor without reaching the surrounding tissue. Over time, the ELP depot degrades into its constituent amino acids and is absorbed by the body, but not before the iodine-131 has decayed into a harmless form of xenon. That is awesome. So the beta radiation also improves the stability of the ELP biogel. That helps the depot last longer and only break down after the radiation is spent. So I wonder how big the depot can be and how much of an encasing option there is, if anybody. I think everybody would benefit from this. This really is one of the best solutions and I hope that it doesn't get relegated to obscurity because of how effective it is. We need a solution that does away with it entirely and can be uh, put in place quickly, cheaply. Um, so let's hope that this doesn't just disappear. Um, good luck. This article is over at futurity.org and is written by Ken Kingery Duke. Let's move on to the next article. Um, this one's in the continuity report. Are you a Swifty? Do you like vinyl? Well, Taylor Swift's Midnight's vinyl and where to buy them before they sell out is in this article. It might actually sell out before you get to even hear this if you're not already in my chat. Anna Tingley is the author of this. And it says here, the clock has struck midnight and the vinyl has been pressed. Taylor Swift's uh, release of her 10th studio album, Midnight's at Midnight on Friday. A highly anticipated release comes two months after the pop star first announced the 13 track album, calling it the story of 13 sleepless nights scattered throughout my life and a collection of music written in the middle of the night, a journey through terrors and sweet dreams. Is she moving away from the relationship stories? I don't know. I haven't listened to it yet. I I probably, um, I don't know. I'll, I'll find it. Here's to Marowak becoming a Swifty. Swift has long embraced physical music formats like CDs and vinyl LPs for her album releases, and this time is no different. The vinyl records are already selling fast on retail sites like Target and Amazon and Urban Outfitters. In the past, these additional sales have proven an important factor in the sales and chart prospects for her new music. Well, physical media is dead, is what Mayor Watt says. Me being Mayor Watt, I say physical media is dead. I'm getting people who know nothing but physical media to say physical media is dead. I think it's quite the quite the coup and not the one that invades the capital. Anyway, go and check out where you can get it. Um, there's a bunch of, well, there's only a couple of links and um, you can follow them apparently over at variety.com and uh, Anna Tingley's authorship. Okay, so follow the link that's in chat. Follow the link that'll be eventually in the description, the show notes. You can download the podcast. You can down watch it over on YouTube. You can watch it here as a VOD on Twitch. Um, the next article is uh, Breaking Up with Peloton. Has Peloton rode off into the sunset for you? 
do you want to break up with Peloton? I actually had a conversation today that I want to end a relationship with a company and I want to do a, a chargeback on a product that they failed to deliver in almost two years now. So I'm pursuing that. Um, and I have a second one that seems to not still not be fulfilled. Yes, I know about pandemic back orders and all of that kind of stuff, but at some point I should be able to just cut my loss and, uh, you know, end the relationship like you do with anybody or anything else. I should be able to just end my relationship. Anyway, the stationary bike's convenience made it a pandemic winner, but some former fans are done working out at home. That's right. And everybody saw it coming who invested in this. Why was it down there? Anyway, the New York Times wrote this article, Breaking Up with Peloton, the stationary bike's convenience made it a pandemic winner, but some former fans are done working out at home. Yeah, um, when I had a treadmill um, installed in my um, home gym, uh, we measured it and joked, this will make a great hanger for clothes. Well, it's a hanger for clothes. During the first few years of the pandemic, Christy Felsen, who lives in Chicago, used her Peloton every day. It was a godsend. Lately, the spark is gone. At $2,600 for the bike and accessories, and after a month of waiting for buyers, she begrudgingly sold it for $1,100. Well, it's a used bike, and one that only fits a certain number of people. People who want to kind of get berated while they're riding a Peloton and group up with people and ride virtually. Yeah, it'd be great. Put on your uh, Pico 4s or, eh, it's a face, the person uses Facebook. So put on your Meta Quest 2s and ride virtually. That's what I want to do. Um, I'm actually making my own rowing machine so that I can use it with my tonal because they don't have a rowing feature, but doggone it, I'm going to do it. Anyway, Peloton, once the darling of pandemic home workouts, has had a rough few months, losing $439 million and laying off 20% of its workforce. Saying in a Zoom meeting, hit the gym, folks. Planet Fitness added 1.7 million new members in 2021 and opened 132 new locations, the company said. Wow. So, oh, and there, they... There's another company uh, article at Crunch. Um, membership in the United States has increased 34% since pre-COVID levels, said Jim Rowley, the chief executive. Crunch worldwide. That's right. Do your crunches, folks. You can still work out at home, but I don't know. A stationary bike, it helps with primarily endurance. It's your heart working, pumping, if you can push it hard enough. Um, but you also have to do some weights, weight training, resistance training. You know, the bike is basically leg day every day. I like it, but I want to be in VR riding wherever I want to ride. That's my style. So let's go on to the next article. And that one is 
From Elon Musk's super bad feeling to Jamie Dimon's warning of an economic hurricane, CEOs are shouting that 2023 is going to suck. Yeah, probably more for everybody else that's reading this. Here's what 10 are predicting. Hannah Toey and Jason Lulge is the author over at businessinsider.com. 91% of U.S. CEOs anticipate there will be recession in the next 12 months. Yes, I agree. I think prices are going to shoot up shortly. Um, there's some irrational exuberance on Fridays, and uh, it's happening more often, um, higher levels and whatnot. That's my anecdotal perception of it. I don't. I have not done the full uh, review of what's been happening. I know that the volatility is starting to reach probably around the Bitcoin level of ups and downs. The economic uncertainty has prompted dozens of major companies to announce layoffs and hiring freezes, but I thought the economy was so great, guys. Come on. You know, unemployment is only 3, 3%, 3.2 or something like that, not even 3.5 from what I remember. Come on, the economy is great. The pandemic is over. Wash your hands. It was always a flu, right? Right? People don't get it wrong. People don't have self-interest in mind, do they? Billionaires wouldn't sit there and steer you in the wrong direction. No, of course not. The economic uncertainty is going to lead to more layoffs and more hiring freezes. Because a hiring freeze is basically a layoff. Because if you're not hiring more people, you're not an ongoing concern. Why is my bandwidth so low all of a sudden? It keeps pulsing high and low. Anyway, from Tesla to FedEx, there are, uh, here are 2023 predictions from CEOs at 10 of the nation's top companies. I won't go through all of them. That's you know Business Insider's uh, perspective. Uh, but uh, CEO of uh, Tesla, Elon Musk, said a super bad feeling jump over that fedex ceo um says um that he thinks that we're barreling toward a worldwide recession so why the hell does a worldwide recession even happen here let me tell you something so the stock market right now is in that irrational exuberance phase 750 points up dow jones S&P went up 2.37%, $87. NASDAQ went up 245, 2.31%. Okay, that's just today, folks, just today. Bitcoin, because it's pegged to the US dollar, it only went up 138 because it wasn't irrational exuberance, except for Bitcoin is irrational exuberance. And everybody's like, oh, look, gas prices, they've kind of stabilized at $3.80, except that diesel a year ago was $3.58 and now it's $5.34 going up every single day. Almost a penny a week. Um, or I'm sorry, 10 cents a week. So I'm looking at the data and I missed my the decimal. Anyway, and keep in mind that diesel is the one that is driving all of the producers to increase their costs because gas is the is the thing that powers the distribution model. You have to drive trucks from coast to coast to the center of the United States. And if this is the same mechanic everywhere else, and it is, you have to have gas. Guess what's going up, folks? 
everything. Everything is going up. Why? It's because gas companies are raising prices. Now they're hiding it in the diesel increase. You know, uh, never mind. I won't get into it. But anyway, so worldwide worldwide recession is because of greedy gas companies and then the suppliers don't want their margins hit because you can't be a millionaire if you're only making 10%. No, you have to be 30% margin and screw everybody over. Why? Oh, because there's sociopathic money on the table and you're leaving it on the table. So instead of just being an ethical business person, you're trying to step on as many people as possible to get as much as possible because you've created the want now make money on the drug restoration hardware ceo gary friedman says anybody who thinks we're not in a recession is crazy he predicted troubled waters ahead for the next 12 to 18 months yeah i agree it isn't really a secret but nobody's really talking about it either yeah a recession is coming folks but it isn't these millionaires that are going to be taking it on the chin or in other places not everybody has anyway JP Morgan hey part of the problem in June he estimated there's a 20 to 30 percent chance of a harder recession and a 20 30 percent chance of something worse <gasps> You're part of the problem. Goldman Sachs, part of the problem. Citadel, part of the problem. Deutsche Bank, part of the problem. Microsoft, you're just a, a you. If you with even your software, we could just pirate your software. Nobody does anymore. I don't think it's not that I know of. It just comes with every system. Plus, you're exfiltrating 400 bits of tel uh, telemetry based on some cybersecurity reports and making money off of that, you're not really hit by gas prices, but you gotta have your thick margin. Oh, and you can't stick to any name for your product. <laughs> anyway, so let's move on to the next article. Um, Apple TV 4K dips to $99 at Amazon, a new uh, record low price ahead of Black Friday. And um, I don't know, I have like three or four more articles. Yeah. So this this article is over at um, appleinsider.com by Christine Mackey or McKee. Sorry, McKee. Uh, Christine McKee writes that it's only 99 bucks over at uh, Amazon, which is actually a really good deal. Uh, I would probably get one. Um, I thought that I one of mine went bad and I swapped it out for another one that I had and um, the one that I thought was broken, actually, I did a restore and it started working again. Really weird situation. I don't know. Um, but Amazon's record-breaking Apple TV deal knocks 80 bucks off of the 32 and the 64 gigabyte 2021 models, which are the latest ones, um, as far as I know. So um, they say that it does. Um, there is a 2022 model in the Apple uh, comparison 2021 2022 do you want to take a look at it let's take a look at it i normally don't click knock on uh articles but this one is by andrew Orr as well over at apple insider you can follow the link and check it all out yourself but it says the modest update 
It's an upgraded processor and a thinner design. I'll take it. I'd rather have the 2022 one. Um, but the Apple 2021, I mean, fundamentally, it's the same thing. And it's not like you're power gaming on an Apple TV. Um, I would rather get the smaller one anyway. I want things uh, unobtrusive, just kind of hide away. It's interesting, though, that the 2022 version is twice the storage, a better bionic processor. But according to this article, it's uh, $50 more. Well, now it's $30 less than the 2022 model. Go check it out, folks. Go check it out. The next article is in the Law Nerd channel. Um, and you won't believe this. <laughs> a lawyer is sanctioned for lifting passages from opponent's motion. Copying was neither slight nor subtle. This article is uh, by the ABA Journal writer Deborah Cassens Weiss. A lawyer who copied part of her opponent's motion into her own legal filing will have to pay more than $8,400 in sanctions. A federal judge in Pennsylvania has ruled. U.S. District Judge Gene E. K. Pratter of the Eastern District of Pennsylvania imposed the sanctions on lawyer Christine E. Munyon in uh, an October 17th opinion and an October 17th order. The Volok Conspiracy published uh, highlights from the decision. I might have to start importing their stuff, um, aggregating it. I mean, it's basically the same thing. Um, the uh, money is for legal fees incurred by Munyon's opponents in their pursuit of sanctions and a motion to strike her copy document. It is about $2,200 less than the amount requested. The practice of law is not easy. It demands thorough research and writing nearly always on a deadline. A quick turnaround does not excuse a lawyer's ethical duties to the court, and there is never an excuse for appropriating the work of another lawyer, let alone opposing counsel and presenting it as one's own. Yeah, it's called plagiarism. I don't know if they could cite the source. Hey, I copied it from this person. Um, I have some experience with this. Over the years, I've interviewed people who have presented material that might be plagiarized and only a couple of times have I found out that it's really endemic to geographic regions of nations on the planet. Um, but never have I run across an attorney that has done this. Quite fascinating. The next article is in the Word in Tech channel. And it is uh, four stop signs at an intersection are one too many, according to a researcher. For most drivers in the United States, obeying a stop sign upon approaching an intersection is an unavoidable annoyance. But for George Mason University finance professor, it's a problem waiting to be solved. This article is over at uh, phys.org. Benjamin Kessler from George Mason University is the writer. His reason, uh, well, for most drivers in the United States, um, Stopping at stop signs is an annoyance. According to the professor, Jason Lee, it's a problem waiting to be solved. His recent working paper proposes a simple and economical improvement, removing one stop sign from every four-way intersection. According to his calculations, this would boost not only save, uh, driver safety, but environmental sustainability as well. He specializes in game theory, or they, sorry. I assume gender there. Um, they 
uh, Lee specializes in game theory, which models strategic interactions where rational agents seek, uh, as humans generally do, to optimize outcomes for themselves. Yes, we are selfish. Uh, lazy. Um, we don't want to work. And so if we can draw a straight line around a curve, damn it, we will, even if there is a mountain in the way. As he drove around Fairfax, Virginia, Lee could not help but view four-way intersections through his academic lens, and he was struck by the suspicion that having four stop signs as an intersection was a flawed way of preventing traffic accidents. So, he says get rid of it. Get rid of one. Removing one sign, any sign, from among the four. In that case, drivers would know that running a stop sign could send them straight into the path of an oncoming car that has been direct, not directed to stop. The universal fear would incentivize compliance without relying on the threat of police punishment. No, no way. This guy is way wrong. It would mean that people would come to the stop sign, stop, and at any moment, the person, a person without any need to stop could plow through it at speed, whatever it might be. The only re way, the only rational decision here would be to rely on the historical record of a four-way intersection leading to you slowing down and observing or stopping when there is a stop sign because you're supposed to slow down and pass through a four-way intersection if there are no stop signs you slow down but that's not what people do some people just plow right on through it because they don't see the big red sign there's, I have an entire section about this. This is a, this is semiotic ontology. This is knowing that a stop sign exists and why the stop sign exists. Why does it have that shape? Why does it have a red color? Why does it say stop? Why do we have it at intersections? It's because we've been trained to stop. The only reason why anybody would stop or slow down at an intersection is because we've, te we've taught people how to stop. Removing a sign isn't going to do a damn thing except create accidents. And the only way really to do it, to know, would be to remove a stop sign. Which would lead to accidents. I'm saying that it'll lead to accidents. Good luck, Lee. According to Lee's calculations, assuming it takes 124.9 kilojoules of work to bring a car, a car of average weight to a full stop and the same amount... To resume previous level of speed, adopting a three-sign system would save a total of 118.65 trillion kilojoules in the U.S. per year. No. <laughs> it's going to cause accidents. Anyway, I would love to have him have a conversation, or them. I'm sorry, I assumed again. I would love, but no, I won't say it. Anyway, I would love them to come and talk. To see, like, what is the negative? You can't prove the negative, right? Oh, well, we removed one. We didn't draw any attention. There was no observer effect here. Anyway, there's going to be problems, folks. Hell, people have a hard time with roundabouts. And then five years later, they go, oh, okay, a roundabout. This is how it works. At that one roundabout, you put a random roundabout somewhere else and all hell breaks loose again here in the states elsewhere roundabouts have been around forever <laughs> here in the states we love those kind of confrontational four-way stops screw you i'm going because i made it here first even though the person to the right always goes first but 
if there's two people that are to the right, you know, one opposing and, and one to the right, suddenly everybody loses their mind and you don't know where to go. It's pretty true. Servers at a ramen shop in Oakland stopped a crime in progress on Friday night, and they were uh, more than dressed for the occasion. This has to be an older article. I, I'm not quite sure why I have it. But anyway, Tori Gaines and uh, Next Star Media Wire. This was, uh, it's, yeah, it was uh, right now. I don't know where this actually took place. It says California. But I don't know what, what that actually means. Friday night is right now. Right? Am I? Did I go through a time warp? I, I don't know. My sand table is just plugging away just fine, and I haven't seen it jump. Anyway. Uh-oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Something's going on here, folks. Let's see if I can do this again. Um, dun, 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 dun. Okay. Anyway, um, this is in Oakland, California is where they're writing it, but it says it's employees at Noka Ramen in Oakland were trying out something new. They decided to wear Power Rangers costumes to highlight a drink in the menu called Noka Ranger, which I'm pretty sure is going to be a problem. But little did they know they'd end up fighting crime just hours later. They might be fighting a lawsuit for using the Power Rangers. As recounted by a witness on Twitter, a woman rushed into Noka Ramen and told servers she didn't feel safe. A short time later, a man came running in and proceeded to attack her, the witness said. The black and yellow Power Rangers then told the man to leave before he swung at them. According to the tweets, the employees in costumes reportedly told the woman to hide in the kitchen while the man began hurling Asian slurs. Ah. Okay. You know, I don't believe in violence, but sometimes you need to smack someone down. Uh, one server, dressed in the uh, as the Yellow Ranger, then grabbed the man by the collar and dragged him out of the restaurant. <laughs> the man attempted to fight the employees even after he was removed from the restaurant and even recruited another person to help, but was ultimately locked out of the shop. Wait, the bad dude got somebody else to help fight the Power Rangers? Are you kidding me? Oakland Department later confirmed that a person entered Noka Ramen and asked for help shortly before 9 p.m. on Friday. When was this? <laughs> I, I'm sorry, maybe it's a week ago, but it's just now posted. All right. iNews needs to be just the 24 hours of the show, for crying out loud. But this is where we're ending because the Power Rangers are awesome. Yeah, even if you don't like them, guess what? I like them. Our Noka Rangers were real-life heroes last night when an incident occurred. Like our heroic namesakes, it's not just the powers and costumes that give us strength. It's who and what we are inside that empowers us. Look at that. You go viral, Rangers. And I'm not talking about COVID. At any rate, thanks for coming. I am Erwat. Don't forget to vote. Uh, those articles in the chat, follow the link, do exclamation point showbot to get to hometown.showbot.tv. You can, uh, vote 
up articles that you think are interesting. I'll keep it in mind when I go surfing through hometown. Uh, I do it all day long. Um, it is my jam. It was created for me, but it's open to everybody now. And there's no more ads. They're all gone. Um, you can donate if you are interested, but I'm more interested in y'all hanging out and having a conversation with me. So come over to twitch.tv slash hometown and, and hang out. And when you're not here, I am going to add more hours of a show, different shows, more focused shows. Uh, but when you're not here, go and hang out with a whole bunch of other people that I've talked about previously in, to, in today's show. And if none of them are online, go over to Waffleton Adventure Company here on Twitch. And it's this cool sand table that I have. And it runs 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just got started. And some chill music. And I might change the music from time to time. Uh, meaning I will change it because I actually listen to my own channel. I know. It's like wearing my own, if I was in a band, wearing my own shirt. Some people say that that's not right. But anyway, I'm going to get out of here. Nice seeing you. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.